Hello guys, welcome back to the 20-something podcast. We're your hosts, Priscilla. And hey guys, I'm Jaylene. In the previous episodes, we spoke about hitting rock bottom and letting go of diet culture. You can probably see that there is an ongoing pattern here. We're all about mind, body, and soul. Before we start speaking on intuitive eating, let's talk about eating styles. If you are next to a pen or paper, we highly suggest to be prepared to take notes or take mental notes. For the different eating styles, you will start off with the examples from the book Intuitive Eating by registered dietitians Evelyn Tribble and Elise Resch. So there's a question that we have for you guys, and we hope that you keep it in mind this whole time while we're discussing the eating styles, and it is, what is your eating style? So the first eating style is the careful eater. This person tends to be vigilant about their food and what they put into their bodies. They're essentially highly nutritious conscious individuals who are orthorexic and work out a lot. So to give you guys a quick definition, orthorexia is someone that is highly conscious of the foods that they eat. They only eat foods that are quote-unquote deemed as clean and they exclude foods that are deemed as not clean. Um, This person spends time reading all the food labels, they meal prep a lot, and they eat foods that they don't like. They think, plan future meals constantly, and they're guided by time and events, schedule and routine for meals and cheat days. First, there's nothing wrong eating healthy and caring about what you eat. The problem is when it becomes your obsession to only eat certain foods. If keeping your food clean is impacting your relationship with friends and the way that you view different types of food, it can lead to binging. And when no one is looking, you tend to indulge a little bit more than you would on a day-to-day basis. So the second eating style is called the professional eater. This style is ironic because there is nothing professional about an individual who, who is deemed as a professional eater. This person is pretty much fascinated by diets. They have tried every fad diet and they know their macro counts, etc. But they do not think about the health and they just want to lose weight. This person has typically done slim fast, keto, intuitive eating, South Beach, Atkins, shakes, juices, etc. And note that we say intuitive eating, but these people usually relapse back to diet culture because they aren't able to uh, maintain the long-term effects of intuitive eating. Or only expect that intuitive eating is going to have them lose weight. And so because that is their goal, goal yes. they end up realizing that it's not working for them. And that's essentially the problem. But also it can mess up your metabolism because you are trying so many different diets and you're restricting yourself. It can mess up your metabolism and you can end up binging. And it can also take you to extreme measures like taking dangerous weight loss pills in order to get to their goal. So the next eating style is the chaotic unconscious eater. Uh, This person usually multitasks while they eat. They never sit down to enjoy a meal. They watch TV with their meals. They eat and work. They read and eat, etc. Essentially, these people are very busy and they don't actually value the time and effort that it takes to uh, slowly and consciously eat a meal. Which is exactly the problem with the chaotic unconscious eater. They care more about what they're doing in their day-to-day life that they wait until they're extremely hungry in order to consume food. Ultimately, they can end up overeating and binging because they've waited so long to have a meal. The fourth eating style is the refuse not unconscious eater. This person is pretty much vulnerable to the presence of food. They would eat everything that's in sight no matter if they're hungry or not. They eat candy in the office, they eat everything at a buffet, and they always keep the plate full, even with no desire to eat. And these individuals also tend to be an unconscious snacker. And the problem with being a refuse not unconscious eater is that the person doesn't know their hunger signals and they usually never refuse food. 
They tend to overeat every chance they get, and they're also not aware of the amount of foods they're consuming. So the next eating style is the waste not unconscious eater. Uh, this one is interesting because this one is actually surrounded by the value of the food. And these individuals will usually get two for one specials, snacks on sales at a supermarket. Um, it's not necessarily about them wanting to eat the food, but them feeling like they need to eat the food because they paid money for it. And I also feel like this is super relatable. Like if you ever go to the supermarket and you see and you're getting like your meals for the week or the foods that you're getting for the week. And then you see a special on certain types of cookies or pizza or a vegetable and you don't necessarily need it. But because you see that it's at a good price, you end up wanting to buy it. And that's essentially one of the problems is that one you're wasting money on things that aren't a necessity so you tend to overeat but also because you've been taught this mentality growing up that that you can't waste food you end up eating everything on your plate even when you're full because the mentality is not to waste food the final eating style is the emotional conscious eater and this person usually uses food to cope with their emotions with boredom stress happiness sadness etc so the problem with the emotional conscious eater is that they can go on chronic binges they hold their feelings and will eat until they black out they don't face their problems and use food as a coping mechanism and it's really important to keep in mind that if you are currently using food as your coping mechanism for anything in life you have to understand that it will only make you happy for a certain amount, not even a certain amount, a couple minutes or seconds, and then you're still gonna have to deal with that problem. So try to look for different ways to cope with your emotions that don't end up involving food so that you're able to create a healthier, happier life around food. So the reason why we mentioned all of these eating styles is to bring up the whole concept of unconsciousness. When you don't take the time to be present when you're eating, you're unaware of the reasons why you're hungry. And in order to only eat when you're hungry and stop being full, you need to acknowledge the kind of eater you are. This is pretty much so that you can start being aware of what you're consuming and how you're being consumed. So now we're going to move into the principles of intuitive eating. And there is a couple, and so we're going to break them down through each phrase and let you know what each one stands for. So in order to start your intuitive eating journey, it is important to first reject diet mentality. And this is essentially telling yourself that there are no restrictions to enjoy your meals, let go of the good and bad food mentality because there is no such thing as good or bad food. You will start off overeating but ultimately it will fade. And this is pretty much keeping foods that you love around the house. It will start to feel normal to have them around and you will no, no longer feel like you need to have these foods all the time because they have become so available. It will feel strange in the beginning. It will be like eating a box of cookies or donuts but you will stop craving them and essentially get to a healthier place with food. Yeah, and I think that's important to keep in mind that in the beginning you will eat everything that you love and it sounds easy and it sounds like a great time, but there will be times where you're just like, wow, I'm gaining weight. But remember, weight is not the problem. The problem is that you've been restricting yourself for so long that you need to get all of these restrictions out of the way in order for you to get onto the next phase. And the next phase is honoring your hunger. So honoring your hunger is eating to full satiety. Whatever time of day, I know that a lot of people are into like intermittent fasting or they eat at a certain time, which is okay if you're doing it because you know how your body feels. Like if you know you're eating a bigger meal at night and it messes up with your sleeping schedule or like you don't feel good when you're sleeping, then that's something that's different to what we're talking about. When we say eat to full satiety at whatever time of day, it means that if you're hungry at 10 o'clock at night, 
and you're up but the reason why you're not eating is because it's 10 o'clock and you're afraid that you're gonna gain weight you need to let go of that mentality and make sure that you're eating all of your meals until your belly is satisfied and also if honoring your hunger we also need to make it a point that you need to stop emotional eating when you emotionally eat you tend to overeat and you tend to binge and in order for us to get to the phase of intuitive eating when you're okay with the amounts of food that you're putting in your body and you're honoring your hunger you can no longer eat to fill the void of boredom anxiousness or stress start to question these beliefs and find coping methods like journaling meditating seeing a therapist start asking yourself why am i bored and why am i connecting that to food start going deep into these emotions so that you realize that you can actually heal them instead of using a coping mechanism like food to deal with your problems so the next step in the intuitive eating journey is to understand the ego which is pretty much the food police that's going to be in your head the ego is pretty much what tells you right from wrong and it's what helps you to cope with your emotions it's essentially the voice in your head that might potentially bring negativity into your life because of societal standards that have been inflicted in you it is essentially acknowledging that voice and instead of letting it speak as negativity starting to add positive affirmations into your life it is pretty much retraining a muscle in your head and slowly and steadily you will start to witness the negativity go away and positivity filling in the next step is pretty much to come to terms and accepting your new normal for some it means gaining weight for some it means the fluctuation of weight gain some lose some but remember that this journey takes a lot of time and effort and it's more than just physical work it's work within your body and work within your mental state it is important to not listen to people around you that are trying to discourage you and to know what's right and and to know what is right for you and how it will make you feel. And the last phase is respecting your body by eating healthy and working out. So when you get to this phase, you're finally getting to see a light through the tunnel. And this is the phase where you have accepted your body for what it is, you've accepted yourself, you have self-love, and now because you're getting to a point where you're happy with your journey, you want to start moving your body. Your body is also craving healthy meals because it no longer wants to eat the cookies and the cake that you were deprived of for so long. You'll start to see that you'll eat less when you're incorporating healthier meals and your body will stop asking you for so much food as it was asking for in the beginning. You will eat foods that you enjoy with a mix of nutrient-based foods. Now to some of the intuitive eating phases. First, it starts up with rejecting the diet mentality and ensuring that you're doing things for your mental and physical health. Um, the next one is to honor your hunger and not to be afraid to eat that cookie. The next step is to understand the ego and understand that the ego has been conditioned by society to think and do things a certain way and in order to unlearn these habits. And the next step is to come to terms and accepting your new normal, which is the most difficult part because it's a lot of learning and unlearning. And the last phase is respecting your body and eating healthy and working out. And essentially eating healthy because you like these foods and these foods are fueling you and you feel happy eating these foods and to work out in order to be strong and be happy with where you are present and where you could get and I think it's important for us now to just quickly give a little anecdote on like our intuitive eating journey and where we have gone so like we said in previous episodes we started intuitive eating almost as soon as the pandemic and how we were stuck in quarantine and I gotta tell you the first phase which is rejecting the diet mentality that was a hard one for me because I've been dieting for so long 
that having to figure out that I'm no longer leaning towards a diet or a manual telling me what I should or should not eat was really difficult. Even though I was enjoying a lot of the sweets that I like and I was eating whenever I was hungry, I did have times where I did feel the guilt. Mm -hmm. The only thing that kept on making me proud was that I was continually honoring my hunger. And I feel like if you remember that, like even if you, let's say you have a full day where you just eat like processed foods or like what people consider junk food, instead of feeling guilty for the foods that you ate, if you ate and you honored your hunger and you ate to a level of satiety that you felt comfortable, that should already be a celebration for you. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're not gonna continuously always eat junk food or processed food you will get to a place where you just want to eat healthy but now you have a balance like if you go out with friends or with family it's no longer about being anxious around the table and seeing what other people are getting you're confident in your choices you can order the pasta or the pizza or the sushi or whatever you want to eat and not feel guilty about it because you'll get to a point where you understand like my body is hungry and i'm honoring it with the foods that I feel like it's best at the moment. And I have a question for you, Jadine. How did your uh, physical activity habits change during your intuitive eating journey? Um, I want to say like I've always been someone that's been active, but I started off being active solely for the purpose of losing weight. And I feel like in my intuitive eating journey, um, a lot of things did happen to my physical body. Like I was having issues with my wrist. At one point I had issues with my knees so I could no longer jump. I can no longer do like high intensity interval trainings, which was like my favorite for like years. And so I had to find different ways of working out. And it was in the beginning, Priscilla, it was difficult to look for like low impact workouts because my mind was so, I was so conditioned in believing that in order for you to feel like you had a good workout, you had to burn a certain amount of calories and you almost had to feel like you were dying and out of breath for you to feel accomplished. And for me, because I had to start doing low impact workouts, it was hard at the beginning because I was no longer doing it to lose weight. It was just to give my body a stretch, give my body the respect that it needed. But through time, I realized that lower impact workouts actually worked best for me. Mm -hmm. And then through time when my knee got better throughout the months, I was able to do like cardio again. And then I got into dance cardio, which is like, <laughs> it's my fave now, guys. You start to appreciate your body for what it can do. And then you start looking for different things to make your body happy. Yes. And so I started with one workout and then something happened where like I couldn't completely feel accomplished because of my knee or my wrist. And now I'm at a place like it doesn't matter. Even if I just stretch, I feel accomplished. Right. And I want to ask you the same thing. Like, how has your journey been like right. during the pandemic and figuring out what's best for your body, like fitness wise? Right. So, I mean, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was at a point where I agreed with myself and I had a mental contract with myself where I was going to start doing intuitive eating. And that pretty much started with me buying three to four packs of my favorite cookies. We love that. And <laughs> and I remember at the beginning, I would use, I used to eat a whole pack like in 15 to 20 minutes if I had started eating the cookies just because I would try to eat the recommended si uh, serving size and then that wouldn't be enough for me and I would eat the whole thing. But present day, I'm at the point where I still, I have those three to four packs of cookies, but I haven't touched them in a few weeks just because I'm already so used to 
knowing that they're there for me and I could have them whenever I want and I don't feel the pressure or like the the anxiety to always want to have that cookie and as far as um with my workout journey I'm like the complete opposite of you because you started off with hit and like you moved on to dance but for me the way that losing weight looked in my head was dancing and running which is like things that I used to do during my dieting days and now hit is something that is like good for me Which because is crazy. yeah because in my head that's how, that's what that's why it's important to like understand the ego and like the associations that you have in your head because uh, i never had hit associated with losing weight in my for me hit is like oh i get a 20 30 second break in which i could breathe and i could appreciate the 30 40 seconds in which i move my body and see how strong i, I could I have been progressing so it's it's just interesting to see how each of these things is so individualized and like it, ref it shows that this intuitive eating journey is going to be so different for everyone and it's it, like you said it's so personal like yeah. everyone's journey will be different and this is why it's so important not to follow these fad diets and think that because somebody lost weight that you're going to have the same result because the result will vary and especially with intuitive eating we all have different coping mechanisms and you'll start to reveal your own. Yeah. And just to connect it back to the eating styles, um, the reason why intuitive eating is so difficult is because it's about seeing what triggers you have in other aspects of your life that are affecting your, your food choices. And it's something that not everyone is ready or will ever be ready to face, which is why intuitive eating is not for everyone. I mean, there are also other reasons as to why, such as uh, health complications or if there's like anything any dietary restrictions that you have that might prevent you from doing intuitive eating or like extreme emotional trauma, trauma right where you have to go seek a therapist and deal with that first before you can move on to any other steps in your life correct so uh, just to make this clear and put this as a disclaimer intuitive eating is not for everyone and if you have any questions regarding your diet you should speak to a doctor or dietitian remember each phase can take up to months and or years Especially if you've been around the diet mentality and you've dieted for a long time. A prime example is Stephanie Buttermore. We keep speaking about her because she was, I don't want to say that she was one of the first, but she's, from what I've seen, she's the first one to actually document her entire journey. Yes, yes. And to see what the intuitive eating process is like was an eye-opener. Because now we realize that we're not alone. There's a lot of people dealing with these issues. And there's someone full front who made videos about it and explained her journey. And you can see her transformation from how she started coping with her emotional struggles, finding ways to honor her hunger. And ultimately, she saw that she was gaining a lot of weight, which can be super, super detrimental. Especially because she was a bikini competitor. So her body went from one extreme to the next. And I think just having just visually seeing the changes that she's gone through not only physically but just the way in which she expresses herself and like how her mentality has changed so much just it, it was so telling and it was showing for us that we could also get to that level as well regardless of what our physical body looks like because we need to let go of again what society has conditioned us to think that we should look like and i have a statement for you guys and a question that i would like for all of you to ponder on is if you didn't have the conditioning that society has shown you, if you didn't have all these visuals and all this media telling you that you had to look skinny, would you really actually care about how you look? That's a really good question. Yeah. And we'll be excited to hear from you guys about that question because ultimately, do you do it for looks or do you do it for your health? 
or do you, and do you do it for others or do you do it for yourself? Yes, because once you start to answer those questions, you'll be able to get to a point where you understand where you are and where you want to be. Yes. And it's all about being present. We want to stop thinking about the future, being anxious about what's coming next. Like we can't think about what's coming next if we can't even focus on right now. Yes. So for today's episode, a lot of the information that we just spoke on was based on the two book recommendations that we left on our Instagram. You can follow us there at the 20SD. I left two book recommendations. One is The Intuitive Eating um, by the two registered dietitians, which I mentioned earlier in this episode, and also Emotion Breaking Free from Emotional Eating by Janine Roth. These two books ultimately helped us on our intuitive eating journey and is still helping us today because Breaking Free from Emotional Eating by Janine Roth is not only about food, but what our emotions do to us and how we use that and how we use food as a coping mechanism. She breaks down our emotions. She'll question you. She'll figure out why you're using food to heal, essentially. There's nothing wrong to eat a piece of cake if you're feeling sad or having a slice of pizza because you're just stressed out. The problem becomes when you make this a habit because if you're consistently eating these foods as a habit to cope with your emotions, you'll tend to overeat and you'll also tend to binge, which is the opposite of what intuitive eating is. We want to make sure we're coming from a place where the ultimate goal is for you to have a healthy lifestyle, but also exercising, eating healthy, having a great relationship with friends, all of these things need to be taken accounted for. So a perfect example that shows the intuitive eating journey is someone that eats because they're lonely, but they don't realize that the reason they're eating is to fill this void. And the reason why intuitive eating is so hard is because you need to realize that you're lonely and that that's the reason why you keep on overeating. And once you realize that you're lonely, you need to address that issue and address within yourself why it is exactly that you feel lonely and why, and how it is that you're using food to fill that void within yourself and to correct and break that habit. And sometimes it's honestly not even about figuring it out. Like, yeah, we mentioned journaling or meditating, but sometimes it's literally just sitting there in your pain and understanding that you're human and pain will come and go. It's something that's a part of us. It will never go away. It's like what we're talking about, regulating your hunger signals. If you leave cookies and processed foods all the time in your house, you will no longer want them. So with pain, if you keep allowing pain and accepting the pain to come to you, there will come a day where you no longer feel the need to look for a coping mechanism mm -hmm. because you accept it for what it is and you're ready to move on. And that's basically and essentially what we want you guys to start thinking about. Like, what am I doing that's stopping me from living a healthy, happy lifestyle? Yes. If you're using like food for addiction or using other things to cope with your emotions, those need to be addressed and you need to start asking yourself, why do I feel like this? How can I stop feeling like this? Where is this coming from? And why am I connecting it to food? We hope you have enjoyed this episode on intuitive eating. We covered the most important parts. Um, this is just a topic that is very heavy and complicated to cover in depth because like we said before, it's, it's something that is very individual based. And it's also something that you have to be in the correct mindset to start going through and you need to do your research there's no way yes. that just by listening to this episode that you're gonna get to a place where you completely understand intuitive eating yes you have to research you have to read books about it and you also have to see videos like all of these things will help you and will guide you 
in the direction to intuitive eating. Yes. And these phases may take months or even years, but you have to remember that this is a journey. It will get better and it is not part of diet culture. It's not something that would instantly make you lose weight. This is something that is hopefully for a lifetime. And even think about it, like where will you be five to 10 or 15 years from now? Because if you don't do anything right now and you're aware of what's going on in your life, the five years are still gonna come. Yes. The 10 years are still gonna come. So if you're aware and you wanna make a difference or make a change in yourself, start now so that in the five to 10 years, you can be like, wow, look how much I've grown. Mm -hmm. And you're able to witness everything that you've done to get there. And that's like the goal. The goal is to be 40, 50, 60 and appreciate life for what it is and appreciate your body, your mind, no matter no matter what age and what you look like. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so we just want to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And for more information, follow us on Instagram at the20sp. Um, and thank you for listening. Have a great day, guys. And please stay tuned for the next episode. Peace. Peace, bye.